and hello and welcome to Shelly Carney Talks Content Creation. I'm your host, Shelly Carney. This is my co-host, Toby Innes. Tonight we'll be talking about the five steps to building and strengthening your creative muscles. So let me ask you, do you feel that you are creative? What have you done lately that expresses your creativity? I believe everybody is inherently creative. Those who say they are not are repeating a lie that somebody else told them. Hi, I'm Shelley Carney, personal development life coach, and I believe sharing inspirational stories with valuable insights can create the kind of connection that makes a statement. That statement is, you are valuable. I appreciate you. I want to know you and hear your story. Join me weekly in this conversation as we discuss personal growth, leadership, and living a life filled with purpose, confidence, and integrity. All right. So once again, I'm Shelley Carney. I'm a podcasting and live streaming host, coach, consultant, personal development expert, interviewer, author, presenter, and an introvert in nine on the Enneagram. And I'm a creative. I create content. Now, this isn't always easy, especially if we're trying to be consistent. But today we're going to talk about slide. <laughs> Five steps to strengthen your creativity muscle and what you can do to feel uh, and express creativity more often. Maybe just maybe in addition, experience creativity because mm -hmm. it's actually a good feeling, you know, to, yes. to feel that. Uh, the energy of the combination of your mind and body working to uh, create something. And I find it very exciting. Yeah. Now, why do we want to be creative? Well, we want to share our ideas with the world, get them out of our heads and into the world and make them manifest. We want to express our personality, connect with our audience, be consistently productive. And sometimes that's hard to do. We get to kind of, you know, Procrastinating I'm for some reason or another. We want to be. We want to feel that joyful pride that comes from saying, "Look what I did! Isn't that nice?" And having people take notice of it. And we want to set an example for others, uh, either as a leader, a parent. What are we missing? I was just looking at that child. Seems to have a yarmulke on. It does have a hat of some it sort. It looks like a yarmulke. <laughs> I just noticed that. Oh, it's interesting. Uh, and set an example for others by showing that everybody is creative in one way or another. So creativity. Uh, the answer uh, why to why be creative is because creativity in and of itself is rewarding. Right. What what you create, the fact that you have something that's an indication of the result of your creative effort is very rewarding. And sometimes that can be I was I went through a phase of of restoring old uh, toys and it was a lot of hard work. It was more work than I imagined it would be. But at the end of it, when you saw the creation, uh, the result of your effort, it was very satisfying. It didn't mean much to anybody else, 
but it meant something to me and the fact that I could look at where I started versus where I finished um, uh, was very satisfying. And although I'm a fine arts major, I don't have the hand-eye coordination that several of my children inherited from my mother, I guess, kind of went through me and into them. But I find that there are other ways that I can be uh, artistic and as a result, creative. And I find it very satisfying. Just, I think that's one of the best parts of creativity. I think it's in human nature to uh, marvel mm. at a transformation that we can watch. For mm. instance, watching Bob Ross paint from a blank canvas right. to, yeah. uh, uh, you know, watching all the bits and pieces that he puts together to create that landscape in the end. And, and we marvel at it. And, and there are uh, several YouTube channels that I'm kind of hung up on, hooked on, uh, that are restoration channels. They take something that doesn't, you know, something ancient, not, not ancient and old ancient, but old, rusted, worn, and they bring it back to better than new. And, and that little process, and they're 20, 20 minute videos, usually 20 minutes, right? You know, it takes them days of effort. But in that 20 minutes, you get to watch this transformation uh, the, the, by hand, by their own hands, uh, transformation uh, and restore everything from, you know, toys to uh, tools to all kinds of things. And it's just fascinating to me that that uh, that people are capable of that and have the time and are willing to put the effort into uh, doing that. And that's been obviously a, a real demonstration, a 3D demonstration of creativity and action. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so why, again, be creative? Well, it's it's a requirement if you're going to be live streaming daily. Uh, a lot of people want to expand their brand, share their ideas, get seen and heard, and that sometimes means they're going to be live streaming daily. So that requires being consistent and committed to what you're doing. And it requires creativity. You have to come up with new content all the time, every day. You have to come up with something new to talk about. So you're going to need fresh ideas and you're going to want to explore new perspectives. Um, say for instance, I came out and said, uh, for all these years, uh, life coaching is great and it's so helpful and everybody should have a life coach. And then one day I come out and say, you know what, I have a new perspective. Life coaching doesn't work, and uh, it's it's only for the elite and the high performers to have a life coach. Uh, it's it's that's the only people it really works for. And you would be like, "Wow, that was totally out of nowhere and a completely different perspective." And it might shock you enough to pay attention to what I had to say after that to explain why I was saying that. Uh, you want to be able to teach from your heart. Right. If you're live streaming and you want to connect with your audience, you're going to need to teach what's in your heart, what's real for you, what's your truth, and share your life and being open and vulnerable and open to try new things. Uh, one of the big channels out there right now is the Try It Guys because they try new things. They try things that they've never done before. People enjoy watching them and their reactions to something new that they've never done before. And I think one of the important things to remember is that it's not necessary to sit down and imagine some whole new concept that needs a YouTube channel. You know, you don't have to reach for it. 
take whatever is your interest. I made a YouTube channel based on my interest in sand, right? I didn't get to do it long enough because of the pandemic, but uh, but it I didn't have to travel too far for it. I mean, it was just sand and my interest in it and the intricacies uh, of it. So take whatever you're interested in and make creative content related to that interest. And what you're going to find is that, A, it's easy. You already know the topic. Uh, B, you'll, the creative content could consist of nothing more than helping people understand what you do and and how it helps you to produce things, right? I'm, I'm trying to think of a good example. Knitting. I don't know how to knit. I need to. I probably need to think of something. That, but let's use knitting for example. Let's say you knew how to know how to knit. There are YouTube channels out there with women sharing their ideas on how to knit, and they start building a community around that. And they're not doing anything that they don't already know. As a matter of fact, when they go off the ledge in terms of creativity, it's because they want to try something new. You know, a new, I don't know, fatter knitting needles. I don't. I don't know enough about knitting to talk about this, but look, I've got the fat knitting needles and now I can make this instead and, and I'm going to try it. And now I've done it in front of you guys and you can do it. So you don't have to travel very far to start thinking about the opportunities that are well within you right now. You don't, you don't have to come up with anything new. If you're a gardener or if you're a, 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 a pen maker, I can't tell you how many YouTube channels I've had with each of my you know, hobbies, my temporary hobbies as I go through them, because I just want to share that with someone. And I hope that they can learn from it. And and they do, you know, it, you could make it. Let me tell you something really interesting. Am I taking too much time here? I once produced a video about a boat that I had just bought. It was a little, it was a, it was a Blake sized boat. Right. And I did a walk around. I just kind of walked around that boat and talked about it and where the gunnels were and how high the that that video has I don't know five or six thousand views with comments people going like yeah but what happened to this and what how long was that etc cetera, etc cetera. so if you have an interest in boats go to your boat store once a week ask them if you could make a video about their latest model talk about it and make a YouTube channel seriously you could do that. And you could live stream about it. And you could have guests that know about these boats. I mean, it, you don't have to do, you don't have to be so out of the ordinary imaginative to come up with a reason to start a live stream. And, and once you do it with something that you're comfortable with, something that you love, something that you're passionate about, you won't have any problems uh, being creative about what your next program is. So, so leave in the comments uh, something that you think would be awesome to do a live stream about. Yeah, with something that you already know. Yeah. Strengthen <clears throat> your creativity. There is no doubt that creativity is the most important human resource of all. Without creativity, there would be no progress and we would be forever repeating the same patterns. Edward de Bono. Bono? Bono. De Bono. Bono. It's Bono. <laughs> like, like, uh, like, Bono. From, like Bono from... What is it? You too. Yeah. Here are the five steps that I came up with to strengthen creativity. Schedule input activities, habits and deadlines, involve your physical environment, change your perspective and look for prompts. Uh, I'm going to go over each one of these individually. So I'll just leave that one at that. Uh, Mary L. 
Mary Lou Cook said, creativity is inventing, experimenting, growing, taking risks, breaking rules, making mistakes, and having fun. Having fun being one of the more important things. I think, I think that's a really good definition of the uh, the effort that is put into creativity because you do have to, you know, learn from your uh, mistakes and try different things. It's very experimental. There's a bit of you know, scientific method involved. You try it this way, it fails. You try it again this way, it fails. And you keep trying, what's that That old saw from uh, Thomas Edison once said he he now knows 2,000 ways not to make a light bulb. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. that, and that's part of the creative process. And, and if you have enough passion for whatever you're doing, you'll keep trying until you get a success. Now, that doesn't mean that everything is going to turn out successful. You know, I know uh, my daughter, Sean, who's an artist, uh, will go off and start exploring something and I won't, I'll, I'll hear about it at the beginning and then three months out, I won't hear anything about it. And I'll ask her, what happened to that one little trail that you were going after? And she's, she'll, she'll respond with, it didn't work out. <laughs> and what she means is the end result wasn't what she wanted out of it and she couldn't get it to produce what she wanted out of it. So there's nothing wrong with experimenting when it comes to uh, how you're, what you're feeling and when you're feeling creative. Yeah. So what are input acts uh, that would be things that feed you, that fill your cup? Uh, reading, listening to music or your favorite podcast. Very often I'll be listening to my favorite podcast while I'm walking, and that's when I get a lot of ideas, uh, mostly related to work because it's a podcast about um, marketing and mm -hmm. work and that sort of thing. But sometimes other things come to me as well. Uh, meditate, just sit quietly and think your thoughts without being interrupted or uh, having to do something, you know, just sit quietly and, and meditate, observe your environment, look around you, see nature, see uh, your pets, see what's going on in your house or uh, out the front window, a, a walk in nature, if you can, uh, Get out and look at the leaves of the trees and see if they're blooming and what color the flowers are. And uh, today I was walking and, you know, I walked by one cactus and it had the big yellow flowers and another cactus had the big pink flowers. And so just being in nature and, and being surrounded by that can, can feed your soul. And then look at art, you know, uh, just if, you know, there's tons of art online or you go to a museum now. Museums are opening back up. You can go to the museum and, and just look at the art and let it speak to you and, and, and feed your soul and bring you new ideas. So I think the points at which my new idea generating events are threefold consistently through, throughout my entire life. Uh, one is my morning shower. I don't know what it is, whether it's kind of resolving everything that I thought about overnight or whatever, but that's where like my big ideas come from, my morning shower. The second thing is work. When I'm so involved, whether it's whether it's mowing the lawn, that, that um, zenish moment of being focused on that, things start popping into my head. And the other is presentations. 
I love putting it up on the whiteboard and getting feedback and debating it. And, and those situations are the best when it comes to kind of how I'm feeling creativity. And it may not happen at the whiteboard. It may not happen literally until the next time I mow the lawn or the next time I take a, a shower, you know, my next morning shower. Mm -hmm. uh, but that art, that, that, and how many whiteboards do I have in this house now? <laughs> uh, but the, uh, the art of putting it up there, just forcing yourself to think about it and uh, take a look at it every time. That, that That's where it's, I'm not, I'm not a walk in nature person, right? I don't, it doesn't help me. Uh, if I'm out in nature, then I'm probably riding a bike and not even thinking about, you know, um, but, but I think it's different for every person and you have mm -hmm. to find what works for you. Uh, and the way that, that you'll recognize it is those moments when you get that sudden uh, insight, that spark of, creativity that you hadn't figured out it's it's uh, uh it was um not it wasn't uh, it was jung that gave it a name carl jung gave it a name it's called synchronicity and he defines synchronicity as the moment in time where a lot of things that have been floating around inside your head for any length of time suddenly come together in a coalesced idea that you can express uh and um I remember sitting around at a bar, uh, at, a, at a table in a bar, talking with some friends and trying to explain what was happening to me at that moment that, that uh, as, as ideas were flowing and we were having this conversation, I said, it's synchronicity. And after I, def I, I knew the definition from the Psych 101 course I took back in the olden days, uh, but I realized that's what it was at that moment in time. It, it was... <clears throat> all these things floating around in my head, coming together in a finished idea that was credible and that could be implementable. Uh, let's see. Bruce Garibrandt said, creativity doesn't wait for that perfect moment. It fashions its own perfect moments out of ordinary ones. Yeah. You're not thinking about it, but suddenly it comes together. In a... So habits <clears throat> and deadlines. Uh it's important to create habits that pull that creativity out of you, allow time for the creativity and pull it out of you. Uh, writing in a journal every day or, uh, or in a planner or a calendar or whatever it is, just writing something every day. Setting a timer, saying I'm going to write for 10 minutes and then fill that page with whatever comes out. That's what comes out. Uh, look for inspirational moments throughout your day. Uh, if you like to do it this way, you can get a journal out at night before you go to bed and you can think back over your day and you can say, uh, today this happened and that happened. You know what? Let me write, you know, this one sentence or two sentences about the day, the day and that's going to be there for you in your journal. Should you ever need uh, an inspiration for a story, you can go back and you can go, oh, well, this makes me think of this. And then you can write a whole story on that based from just those one or two lines that you wrote for that day. Carry a notebook around with you or have it by your bedside. If you come, you know, wake up in the middle of the night with ideas and things, make sure you have a notebook. Or if you're a person who likes to write things into your phone or speak into your phone, uh, then do that. But uh, make it so that you have that app available all the time. Schedule content consistently. When you 
say, okay, so Toby and I do this. Every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we're going to have shows. Tuesday is Toby's show. Thursday is my show. We are responsible for our own content on those days. So we have a week each to come up with something to talk about. And then, of course, uh, it's slides. It's a live stream. It's podcast. And it's a blog post. Uh, because you can do that with one idea. You can create all those different pieces of content. Uh, but when you schedule it and you say, I will be doing a show every Thursday, and then you have to be ready and you have to be consistent with it, then that's being accountable to your commitment. If you tell your audience, I'm going to be here every Thursday and uh, I will have a show for you, then you have to be accountable. You have to show up if you want people to start to trust you and pay attention to you. So, and we have, uh, we've developed a kind of interesting process in all this. So uh, my show is on Tuesdays and it deals with technology, but, in, and, and Wednesdays, of course, is always the interview, but Shelly does her show on Thursdays. And so we started talking about the idea of how could we make them relate? Because I come from the technical side, uh, what, what do you call it? The um, masculine energy and technology. And Shelly comes from the feminine energy and she calls it woo-woo, but it's, it's more than that. Um, so what we started doing is because she always has a lot of these ideas, what we've been doing recently is she gets her idea, what she's going to do on Thursday. And over the weekend, she sends me something. She says, talk about this, you know, pick, put, put something up about this. And I know what she's telling me is, to do it, it, to to do that is because it's related to what she's going to talk about. So there's some cohesion between what she's planning to speak about and what I'm planning to speak about, and it works very nicely for us. Uh, and also, it works because she knows the topics that that I don't have any trouble with, and uh, when it comes to uh, the technology, so she can say answer this question. Last uh, last uh, day yesterday, it was uh, Streamyard. You know, Tuesday. What's, or Tuesday rather, it was all about StreamYard, uh, which is an uh, implementation of our creative process. That's what we're using right now. So uh, it was easy to go from there to what she's talking about today, which is you know uh, adding uh, muscle mass to your creative energy. So did we do this already? Yes. Yeah. So let's see. Kurt Vonnegut said, to practice any art, no matter how well or badly, is a way to make your soul grow. So do it. Nice. That and the cats. What did, what did he write? Uh, <laughs> no, I'll come up with it later. Use your physical environment. As you can see, I, I use this picture because the woman is walking on a on a wall, on a kind of a bench wall. Uh, it's something different. It's, it's keeping our minds elastic when we do things differently and when we do things with our body. So move your body. If you're feeling stuck in your ideas and your thoughts, then get up and move. Uh, take a new route. Uh, instead of, you know, if you go to work the same way every day, try going a different way. It mixes up your um, neurons a little bit, you know, and uh, you, you start thinking in new ways. Find a new way to use an item. So it's it's a challenge that is done in improv classes and, and in creative writing classes. You know, uh, here's a pen. Okay, 
Well, what can you do with it besides write? Well, you know, I guess you could clean your ear or pick your nose or uh, you could throw it like a dart or, you know, come up with 10 different ways to use whatever is lying around, uh, a toothbrush or whatever you have. Uh, 10 different ways to use it besides the way you normally use it. And uh, tell a story about what you see out the window. Just go over to your window and look outside and what do you see? You know, I see a person walking by. Well, make up a story about them. Use 10 different words or metaphors to describe how you feel. Using metaphors is really super helpful uh, to for teaching. Uh, it helps people to understand concepts better if they can resonate and relate to the metaphor itself. Uh, so coming up with metaphors for different things, including how you feel. Today, I feel like a sunny day. You know, I feel warm and bright and cheery. Uh, so that that's a good way to express yourself and uh, your creativity. And then pick up something around you and relate it to your customer's greatest obstacle or need. So I could pick up my phone and I could say, uh, my customer's greatest obstacle is using a phone to post content to social media. And, and then I could make, you know, a five minute video on that if I wanted to, um, explaining how, you know, it's assumed by most young people and business coaches who are young, that older people can just do whatever they can do. And if, if you want to post content, that's super easy. I don't need to teach you how to do that. Maybe you do. <laughs> that's why we do that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, again, I think when you, the, the, the easiest stimulus uh, that's available to you is inside whatever environment you're in right now at this moment. So you may be in the forest, you may be in the river fishing, you may be in the studio. Um, and if you're having one of those moments where you've, you've hit the equivalent of writer's creativity, writer's block, uh, just look around the studio, look around the forest, look around the stream that you're in and see what it gener generates in terms of, uh, 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 of creative activity. Uh, the other thing I, I want to say, and I should have said this earlier, one of the things about doing what is relatively mindless, like taking your shower habits uh, or fishing. Mm -hmm. When you're out fishing, you're out in the middle of the stream and you're just casting and you're waiting for a fish to notice what you're doing. That, that, those, those mindless moments where you're doing it from the, from habit and from practice and from muscle memory, those are great opportunities for, to put your mind at work about something. And you don't have to consciously go like, uh, what am I going to talk in my next show? It's just when you start doing whatever you're doing, if it's mowing the lawn, say to yourself, well, I got to mow the lawn here, but I do have that next Tuesday's show. That's all you have to do. And your mind automatically goes to work, you know, and it starts kind of mulling that over in the background while you're making sure you're not running over squirrels or whatever people do when they're mowing the lawn. I don't know. Um, uh, but that's another opportunity because it's the environment you're in at that moment. And we're very fortunate to uh, exist in a world that has a lot of uh, visual, a lot of sensory stimulus. 
mostly visual. In a world where there is tons of sensory stimulus, you should be able to get a creative thought out every once in a while. Jack London said, you can't wait for inspiration. You have to go after it with a club. Oh, good. <laughs> I like that. Change your perspective. Let go of preconceptions. Uh, if you normally say something like, oh, well, the rich get richer and the poor get poorer, and you catch yourself saying that, try to see if you can turn it around and say, well, the rich have more problems than poor people do. And think about that for a while. You know, just try changing your perspective. Uh, put yourself in somebody else's shoes or uh, think of somebody you really, really don't like and pretend that you are them and think about what they're going through in their day. And maybe that'll help you uh, change some perceptions as well. Imagine a new outcome. Instead of saying, uh, what if I get on a live stream and everything goes wrong and, and the whole thing just collapses around me? Uh, instead of saying that, why don't you say, let's come up with a new outcome. What if I go on my live stream and suddenly 50,000 people show up and I help all those people to change their lives in a really positive way? What if that happened? Or what if one person showed up and I changed their lives? That's just as good, isn't it? So imagine that new outcome. Uh, challenge accepted ideas. I, I brought up the whole life coach thing, right? Where I said, you know, life, I've always said that life coaching is great. Everybody should have a life coach and it's very helpful. What if I turned it around and said, nobody should really ever have a life coach. It doesn't really help anybody. Only, only certain people can benefit from it. Um, and then go up from there and try to try to fill in the blanks of that and see, you know, could I make a story out of that? Could I make something out of that? Ask what if, what if this happened and then that happened and then the other thing happened? Uh, what if everything came together and suddenly I, you know, won $250,000 in the lottery. What if that happened? And then you could fill in the blanks. Okay, then I would do this, and then I would do that, and then I would do this. And that's kind of fun. Brainstorm options. So if you're trying to make a decision and you're like, well, I'll either do this or I'll do that. Why don't you try to come up with 10 more options in between this and that? and see what you can come up with. And you might figure out something better than this or that. You might come up with something pretty cool. I, I've told you often, and for some of the, those that have watched uh, our programming, the story of that inflection point in my life, that life-changing moment where I had the conversation with a uh, command sergeant major, the youngest at that time, command sergeant major in the army. And, um, and I asked him why he had been so successful. Uh, and he said, because I took, and he didn't use quite this language, but I took every job that nobody else wanted. And that, that was that moment of, you know, accepted ideas. The way to make your way is to be cautious, to take the jobs that you know you can do. You know, it was that that moment where you go like, oh, okay, it's not, I'm not convinced yet, but that sounds like an interesting thing to do. And soon after that, I was doing that kind of thing. When nobody else would volunteer, I'd volunteer. Mm -hmm. And uh, it builds credibility. First, it builds visibility. Oh, 
that's the guy that volunteers for every job that nobody else wants him. Then it builds credibility because you realized there you have everything, and, and this was the, one of the great lessons that I learned as a result. You have everything you need to do the job, right? There, there is nothing you can, and if you don't have it right, then you'll you can get it. Um, and so there was a lot of confidence building, but you built visibility, you built credibility, and then people started trusting you with no one else wants to do this. Do you want to do it? We think you should do it because we think you can do it, you know? So it, it turned into kind of really interesting, uh, effort and it, it, and it made for a very successful five years in the service to the extent that at the end they were, uh, offering me OCS and I chose not to do that, but, uh, but it was that one change, a challenge accepted ideas because the military, the, the military is a perfect place for doing what you're told to do without challenging it. You can't challenge it, right? You can't disobey an order, but you can look from that different perspective that you were, uh, you know, imagining when you imagine a new outcome, look at it from a different perspective. And that's what he did. And that's what made him successful. And I was very grateful <clears throat> that he shared that with me uh, because up until that time, I hadn't even thought, you know, that was one of those ideas that nobody thought, why would I take the job that nobody mm -hmm. else wanted? Mm -hmm. You know, that's not what your, right. your life training right. tells you to do. You know, I should take the job that everybody wants. R right. Yeah. <laughs> I should, I, I want the job that everybody wants. I want, or I want the job that's easy. Um, uh, I want the job that I know I can do. Uh, those are the accepted uh, right. ideas. Who wants to take the job that a, nobody else wants and you don't know if you can do, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. Mark Twain said, there is no such thing as a new idea. We simply take a lot of old ideas and put them into a sort of mental kaleidoscope. Ooh. Mental kaleidoscope. Oh, by the way, by the by. we have a new idea. It's our new Facebook group, Leveraging Your Content. And it's specifically for those adults 50 and older who are entrepreneurs, coaches, and educators. Uh, it, we are offering entry-level technology solutions, interactive resources, live training and troubleshooting, and simple methods to live stream, podcast, and blog so that you can turn one idea into a social media storm of content to build visibility and credibility for your brand and business. And if you're interested in joining us in that group, go to Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash group slash leveraging your content and you'll see that scrolling in the um uh, in the bar below us yeah we hope to see you in there all of our shows on tuesday wednesday and thursday are going into that group look for prompts this is the uh, number five look for prompts to spur your creativity uh you can look at journal prompts there's planners there's journals there's all sorts of books that you can write in that give you prompts uh, that that help you to, you know, ask really great questions, because of course, the quality of our life is based on the quality of our questions. And uh, we ask really good questions. If we can't come up with really good questions, because we've never done that before, sometimes you can find a journal or a planner that can ask you those questions. There's apps. Um, there's websites that you can go to for these journal prompts. 
answer questions from viewers. If you're doing live streaming, podcasting, and you have an audience and people are asking you questions, definitely uh, answer their questions and try to do it in a very creative way. Uh, take a personality quiz. Find out more about what it says your personality is like and then see if you agree or disagree and kind of extrapolate on that. Guess what happens next in a story? So maybe start reading a story or listening to a story and then uh, shut it off and then say, what do I think should happen next? What would I say would be a good next thing to happen? Uh, and that can be a lot of fun. Imagine why a person said a famous quote. I, I like to do that. I use a lot of quotes in my presentations. Um, and I and it spurs that, you know, trying to visualize what were they doing? What were they thinking? Uh, what was their life like when they said that, when they wrote that, when they shared that thought with the world? Why did they come up with that? What was going on for them? You know what we ought to do? So do you remember, and I can't remember the name from it, that's what I was looking for while you were talking, that one book that I ordered, and it was a little 50, 50 or 100-page wire-bound manual, and the idea was it, it, was, it cost you to think about what your next YouTube video was going to be. You gave it to me. Oh, I did? Yeah. Um, for marketing. Do you still have it? Yeah. You should bring that back because I would like to talk to that. <laughs> Because the reason is, if you look at it, although this one's designed for video marketing, mm -hmm. there's a lot of ways that if, if you weren't video, if you took the same model that he used, that's what I was so impressed by. Uh, if you took the same model mm -hmm. and just made a page for yourself, mm -hmm. whatever your next, what whatever your project was, and started using that model in order to generate ideas, I think it would do me a favor and bring that back so I can make a copy of one of the pages. All right, but I'm going to have to charge you rent. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I wonder where to, where I looked. I looked for it the other day, and I thought, ugh, I put it away in some box, and I'll never be able to find it again. He gave I didn't it to realize me. It. Said, okay. here, take this. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad it went to a good home. Yeah. Uh, next slide. All right. Pablo Picasso said, inspiration exists, but it has to find you working. So sometimes you feel blocked and I just can't write anything or I can't come up with any ideas. Sit down and start writing anything. Any words that come out of your pen are fine. If it's the same word over and over again, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Fine. Get that out of your head. Put it onto paper. Then you have unblocked the stuff that was hiding behind those words. And that will start coming out. It has to find you working. It has to see you are actually trying. Uh -huh. It's sort of like that story from the Bible that uh, they wanted crops to grow uh, food. They needed more food because there was a famine coming and they knew that. And they thought, what are we going to do? So uh, they were told by God to go out into these deserts and, and plow for plowed the fields and they're like there's no water out there and they just do it and as soon as they did it the rains came so you have to be ready you have to step out in faith do the work and everything will start coming at that point so um back in the olden days when i was in college i had an english 201 course and the teacher's name was mary jones and she was what i would have back then called a hippie Right. Short black hair, just cool as night and day, but the best English teacher I ever had. 
Uh, and one of the things that she would do is if you came in to class without an assignment, um, she would sit you down and she would sit, she would uh, tell you to write a sentence. And the sentence would be uh, something like, what was my assignment supposed to be about? What was my assignment supposed to be about? And you're, you were supposed to write it 500 times, which is kind of silly when you're in college. You never got that far because by the time you had written the 10th one, you knew what your assignment was supposed to be about and you could start writing your assignment. And it was kind of an ingenious way to do it because it forced you just to think about it because up until that time, what you realized is you hadn't even had that thought. You, The only thought you had was, how do I get out of doing this assignment? Instead of thinking, what is this assignment about? What, what is it that I should be writing about? She's so very, <clears throat> Mary Jones, still remember her after Ooh, Many years. 65, yeah, I don't know. So if you are into live streaming and podcasting <clears throat> and you need to be creative yes. consistently, then you need to make the decision that you are going to do it, you're going to commit to it, you're going to create content daily, and you're going to allow it to be messy at first. And it's going to feel hard at first because it's new. It's a new habit that you have to build on day by day but it will get easier and it will get better. Celebrate every show that you do. Uh, look how many shows we did. Look at that. You know, I was looking at how many interviews we'd done for uh, messages and methods. And mm -hmm. I was like, wow, we've already done like eight interviews mm -hmm. or something like that. So, and that's an interview a week and it, it continues to build. Celebrate that. Focus on your audience's needs. Say, you know, I, I don't know what to talk about. Well, what's your audience in need of most? What, who are you speaking to and what is their biggest challenge and how can you address that? And you might say, well, I've already talked about that till I'm blue in the face. That's okay. You might get a new viewer that day who hadn't heard you say it before. So say it again, say it in a new way and have fun. If it's not fun, it's not worth doing. So have fun with it. And life is supposed to be fun, especially in our in our older years, uh, in our golden years. That's why they're called golden, because they're more fun. We have more time. We have more money. We have more en enthusiasm for life. We have uh, more knowledge. It, it's just, it's, and it just gets better and better. So I encourage you to try live streaming and podcasting. If you haven't thought of it before, think about it now. If you were to come up with a show, what would it be about? Who would you talk to? Who would be your audience? What is their greatest challenge? And how can you help them with that? So uh, <clears throat> with there is a product that is YouTube. It's a uh, it's a product that is used on YouTube. It's called vidIQ. And every once in a while, because they're because once you become a member, they track your channels. And every once in a while, you get an email from them congratulating you on some achievement. And in the last week, we've had the achievement of having hit 700 uploads on the M&M channel, uh, 500 uploads on the um, TPALC channel. Now, we've experienced some changes there, but that's 1,200 videos a good portion of which were not just uploads, they were live streams. And we hit 2.8 million views on our M&M channel. So, you know, and and we're just a couple of old guys, you know, who had an interest in film. And Maybe you are. Figured, yeah, <laughs> just a couple, I'm an old guy. Um, 
So, and that's, we started in uh, 2017. I think our first upload was in March of 2017. And here we are four years later with um, 1,200 uploads and uh, over 2.8 million views because I didn't count the second channel. So I feel like we've, uh, we're, we're doing something. And you don't have to do it every day. A podcast, a live stream a week is plenty. That's all that YouTube will tell you when when uh, they ask uh, the uh, YouTube content creators, how often do you put it? Once a week, at least once a week. Some do it more. The vloggers do it daily, but I can't tell you the number of vloggers that have burned themselves out uh, doing that because there's only you you being that level of creative every day, finding the time to do it. But even, even when you're doing you're it weekly, you're it. still thinking about it pretty yeah. much every day. Yeah. You're thinking, you know, I have a presentation coming up on Thursday. I wonder what I'm going to talk about. And then you know what you're going to talk about. And then from the time you've decided until that presentation, you're gathering ideas. Mm -hmm. You know, every time you listen to another podcast or read a read a book or an article or something comes in that input time, that's going to filter through your lens of putting together that show. And if you have a Gmail account, you also have access to your Google Drive. And if you have access to your Google Drive, you have access to all the Google uh, tools like documents and slides, it's spreadsheets, etc. And the way it works for me is when Shelly throws an idea at me, the first thing I do is I get on a Google Doc and I start uh, um, I'm a big fan of outlines and I just start popping out the outline. What do I want to talk about? What topics do I need to deal with? How many, you know, how many lines is going to be on each side? And then I transfer that over to slides and that process of, uh, you, uh, you know, developing the outline, taking a thought, developing an outline associated with it. That's the time that you may have to do some research in addition to, um, you know, eliciting your own ideas, but that uh, doing the outline and then transferring it to uh, PowerPoint is really effective because then when you get to do have to do the slides, you're ready to do the slides. I love slides. I'm a big, Shelly will tell you, I'm a big fan of slides because to me, they're the equivalent of three by five cards that give me the cue onto the next thought. And I've gotten to the point where I don't need bullets. I can literally put one line of slide and I can get through a presentation. But it's that process of having developed the outline and then moved from the outline to the slides. I don't, at, at that point, you don't even need to practice. You've, you've, you've been doing it in, in so many ways inside your head that by the time you get to the presentation, it's just the presentation. Mm -hmm. And then after the presentation, I take my slides and I turn that into a, an article that I post as a blog. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Very smart. So please connect with us. Uh, again, we have that Facebook group, or you can also schedule a free consulting call to define your social media goals, assess your specific needs, and clarify your best options. You can contact us uh, by finding our links at any of these, messagesandmethods.com, shellycarney.com, and tunis.com. All of our links are there. Uh, you can find everything, you know, Facebook and YouTube and or a scheduling app and all of it's there. So check those out. I think that's it. That's all we have for tonight. If you have any uh, questions, comments, or you need help uh, with something and you want to just put a comment on the video or um, in Facebook, let us know. And we would love to answer your questions. The Shelley Carney Life Coach Weekly Livestream and Podcast is produced by Shelley Carney and Toby Eunice in the AGK Media Studio 
in the land of enchantment. Please take a moment now to subscribe and leave a great review. Then share our podcast and free resources with your family and friends. Check the show notes for links and connect with me. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful day.